side hustle show 82, the OMG and five other habits that will make you a more effective entrepreneur. Welcome to the side hustle show where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. What's going on? Nick Loper here, and welcome to the Side Hustle Show, and a uh, happy Thanksgiving to you if you're listening uh, in real time. I, that's a weird thing of, of publishing a show on Thursdays. Like, I don't know what to do on the holidays. Um, anyways, I'm uh, happy to, um, to have you here, happy to be joining with you. Hope you're having an amazing holiday with, uh, with friends and family, or if you're listening after the fact, hope that you um, were able to do that, and, then, and that you took a moment or two to be thankful for, for everything that you have. I mean, we're we're alive, right? And that's pretty incredible. My my brother once wrote, and I may be mangling his quote, but he says, "Life is not a miracle, but it is miraculous." And and maybe that sounds a little bit cheesy, but I I believe that. You know, the fact that we're here, we're breathing with you know with the opportunities that we have in front of us, and the ability to kind of stand on the shoulders of the generations that have come before us, it is pretty miraculous. So so I like that quote. Um, this episode is a solo show. That's why I'm calling it. Um, the, I'm calling it the OMG and five other habits that will make you a more effective entrepreneur. So let's uh, let's get right into it. First up, what is the OMG? The OMG stands for the one minute gratitude. It means taking one minute out of your day to write down a few things that you're grateful for. And uh, does that sound a little woo woo to you? You know, I thought so too at first, but there's there's some science to back this up that people who implement a daily gratitude habit are measurably happier than those who don't. It only takes a minute, so what if you what have you got to lose? You know, I've been doing this, uh, you know, I've been doing it off and on before this, but uh, really for the last year or so, I've been doing it religiously um, every day. And and I, I don't know if this is the, the only factor in this, but I can honestly say I'm happier this year than last. And it, it's hard... Uh, it's it's hard to describe. I I just am feeling better on a daily basis, and I think uh, that this gratitude practice has has played a role. If um, I, I feel like this year I have more direction, more purpose, or or at least at least things are moving in the right direction, versus a year or two ago when there when there was more drifting. As that's my wife's word. I feel, I feel like we're drifting, and and I'm not saying that that life is perfect because there's still a lot of questions and uncertainties about, you know, what's, what's next questions like, like starting a family, big, big, big picture questions. I hey, are we going to stay in California? Are we going to move back to Washington or, or something else? What's the next project going to be? Our, our peer group here in California is very much rooted. Uh, they own their own homes. They, they've made much better uh, real estate decisions uh, than we have. Uh, they all have kids. So at, uh, at times it can feel like we're less established in a traditional sense. Um, but taking a minute to reflect on, on the good things in life, I think has been healthy for me. So I urge you to, uh, to try this uh, daily gratitude habit if you're, if you're not doing it uh, already. And, and trying to avoid the, the comparisons trap in both in personal and online relationships. By that, I mean, 
I can look and see that that John Dumas posted, I don't even know what it was, probably like a quarter million dollars last month, right? And I can say, Jesus, what am I, what am I doing with my life? I am such a failure in comparison. Or I can realize, hey, look, I'm no worse off than I was before. It doesn't really matter how much he made or didn't make last month. Like, I just have to look ahead and, and ask, what actions can I take today to get to that level or whatever level I aspire to? So, uh, you know, these, these are some examples of what's been in the, in the gratitude journal just from, just from this past week, right? And it could, be, it could be anything, depending on your situation. So I had a great, great vacation to Europe uh, with Bryn. I had a safe trip back home. Uh, we're visiting friends over Thanksgiving. Really looking forward to that, keeping our, our tradition alive there. And, and you, you're, you're listening to the podcast. I'm very grateful uh, to have the opportunity to speak to you and, and to spend some time in your earbuds. There are dozens of apps and, and tools uh, that you can use for your gratitude journal. Most are free or, or less than $5. I'll link to a couple in the, uh, in the show notes for this episode at sidehustlenation.com slash 82. Um, but my current setup for, for doing this is actually a, a free daily email reminder that I set up with Google Docs and a service called NudgeMail. Combine the two to, to get this done. So each evening, I get an email with an embedded... Google Google Docs form that asks me, what am I grateful for today? And I can punch in my answers on my phone or on, my, or on the computer, and they're stored in this master Google spreadsheet. So sometimes when I'm having a less than awesome day, it can help to, to go back through some of my previous entries. And now with, with almost a year's worth of data at this point, I've got a pretty good gratitude uh, database built up. I'm pretty... Um, you just like that cumulative effect of it. I think, I don't know. It seems to have an impact. So I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there. Um, and I've actually got a tutorial on side hustle nation, uh, on how you can set that up for yourself. So I'll link to that in the show notes as well. And, um, another time for a shameless plug. Another thing I'm thankful for is iTunes reviews. So I'm sitting at 93 five-star reviews in the iTunes U S store, which, which warms my heart. And I'd love to get to a hundred, uh, by the end of the year. So you can add one of your own if you haven't already at sidehustlenation.com slash iTunes. I'm a little bit uh, behind on these, but I've got five stars coming in from uh, Blaine Klein from the forthcoming uh, Entrepreneur Takeover Show, uh, username no BS Safety, Omar Zenholm from the, uh, the $100 MBA Show, definitely worth checking that one out, uh, Steve Young from Mobile App Chat, and Michael Naus from the, uh, the startup session. So thank you guys so much for those. They mean, they mean a lot and closing in rapidly on uh, the, the century mark in the, uh, in the U.S. stores. Thank you so much. So that, is, uh, that was point number one, the, the OMG, the one-minute gratitude. Definitely something worthwhile to implement as a, as a daily habit. Uh, second one, and this ties into the first one, is called I Done This. And this comes from a, a free service that's called idonethis.com where you can or you can basically add this question into your into your daily reminder email with nudge mail and google docs and that's included in the in the tutorial that I'll link to but I what I done this is idonethis.com the free email that sends every every evening and just asks you what did you get done today what did you what did you accomplish what were you working on all day and the idea behind this is it kind of goes back to the uh, the twenty-mile march idea from Good to Great or uh, Great by Choice with Jim Collins, and you know it's the idea of just making progress every day. Like you know, it doesn't matter if I you climb the entire mountain today, but did I did I take a step forward? Did I do something that's advancing me towards my goals? Uh, this was phrased 
uh, what I, I thought was pretty eloquently by, uh, by Bjork in the, uh, in the pinch of young pinch of yum podcast that we did. And, and another people you don't want to put, fall yourself, fall into the comparison trap against cause they post their, um, you know, very, very, um, well done income reports every month as well. But he called it 1% infinity. And, and that says, Hey, I want to get 1% better today than I was yesterday. And I'm going to get 1% better tomorrow than I was um, today. It's just like, uh, you know, this, this baby step, this incremental, relentless incrementalism. Because it's like a, a 1% improvement, that, that ought to be, that seems achievable. I, I ought to be able to do that. Instead of saying, oh my gosh, I've got to make a quarter million dollars this month or else I'm never going to be as, as successful as the next guys. Uh, but forcing yourself to answer that question, what did I do today? What did I get done today? I think it, it helps keep you accountable and it makes you feel accomplished and productive. There are some days where I've got this whole laundry list of work that I knocked out and and listing them out in my nightly reminder email feels great. It's just, you know, some, and no no one, no one reads this by the way. It's just completely, it it goes into the Google doc sheet and like no one is ever going to see this stuff, but it, but it feels good to like type it out and to kind of, you know, itemize like what, what you, what you accomplished. And on the days that aren't so productive, it's a kick in the butt that I need to have better focus tomorrow. You know, did I, did I make positive progress toward my goals? If not, why not? What was more important? What did I prioritize instead? What would make tomorrow awesome? And these are, these are different questions you can add into this form. It's, it's hundred percent customizable to, to what you want to do. Uh, you know, what should I do differently tomorrow than I, than I did today? What are my top three priorities for, for tomorrow, for next week, for next month? So that's the second point, the I done this challenge or the I done this uh, habit. The third habit I have is what I just call 30-day challenges. I think a 30-day challenge is a, it's a low enough commitment, uh, but it's long enough to try and form a habit. These could be related to your side hustle or it could be related to some aspect of health or fitness that you're trying to improve. So some of the 30-day challenges that I've gone on, uh, and some of these have gone better than others, uh, something like writing, writing on the right 500 words a day, uh, push-ups. I'm going to try and do you know, more push-ups today than I did yesterday. Uh, I'm going to try and floss. I, you know, This is generally right around New Year's when I have my dentist appointment reminder that comes up and says, you need to go, you need to start flossing again. Uh, I've seen other people do uh, sugar detox for 30 days. Um, no alcohol. I tried dry January once, which didn't, didn't last, <laughs> didn't, didn't make it on that one. Um, but I, the cold shower thing, for example, started out as a 30 day challenge and it's been, you know, seven months or eight months and counting now. And so, you know, these, it could be anything. And if it sucks, it's only 30 days. Um, you know, you try a different challenge each month. Like, um, um, you, what, what's going on? It's Movember. Like I'm going to grow a mustache. So I haven't, it's like face Vember for me, but I, I, th- I think you're going to have some fun with it. And you never really know what's um, what's going to come out of it. It's like you know the, the cold shower thing. It, it's taken on a whole new. Now I don't want to break. Now I don't want to break the streak because I feel like I said I feel happier than I did a year ago. And uh, you know even if the cold showers are a placebo, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's uh, that's my theory. So that's uh, point number three is the the thirty day challenges. So pick something 
uh, that you've you've always wanted to try. I'm going to try and be a vegetarian for 30 days, or I'm going to try and you know it could be related to your side hustle. I'm going to make a cold call every day for 30 days. I'm going to you know target a new client. I'm going to write a blog post, whatever it is. Um, the fourth thing that I have on this list is adopting the experimenter's mindset. And this is something that we've probably talked before. So the uh, the experimenter's mindset is one that allows you to look at new ideas, projects, side hustles, and businesses as experiments rather than life or death situations. It gives you the permission to try out new things. And I think it lessens the sting of failure when things don't work out. This has been a really valuable habit for me. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure where exactly I picked it up. I remember in, uh, in college when I was contemplating this, uh, uh, contemplating accepting the college painting internship, they called it an internship. I have that in, in air quotes because the, you know, it's the, whatever <laughs> there, there, but there were some co- conflicting reports, right? Every, of course, everything the company, uh, you know, from the company's literature and, and everything they, they point you to, of course, painted this rosy picture. But, it, you know, it sounds too good to be true. Oh, you're going to make X amount of dollars in three months and, you know, life is going to be fantastic and you don't even have to do the work yourself. You're going to hire people to do that. But in the end, you know, Bryn kind of helped me reason through it that, if it sucked, it was only three months of my life. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't going to be the end of the world. Like a lot of things, it wasn't going to be life-threatening, but it could be life-changing. And and I think it was. So, uh, and, and a lot of, you know, a lot of my side hustles have started out as experiments. Um, even like the original, the original shoe business, the Kindle publishing stuff, my, my Fiverr account, uh, most recently my, my Udemy stuff, you just never know. And so if you, if you pick something and position it as an experiment, I think you're going to be, um, better, better off, or at least, uh, I don't know, like, like I said, it kind of gives you the permission to try things out. And, and of course there's an equal number or probably a greater number of ideas that didn't work out, but you never know until you try. And, and as long as you don't bet the farm, uh, I think it makes sense to, to minimize uh, the risk as much as you can and then give it a shot under the guise of, hey, I'm going to run a little experiment and see what happens. And as side hustlers, I think we're often in the, the enviable position of already having a full-time job to cover our expenses. And while I think it's important and very important to diversify and, and to build up a business on the side for self-reliance if you eventually want to replace that day job income, we can afford to take uh, a little more risk and experiment a little bit. And so that is why I say think like a side hustle scientist and adopt the experimenter's mindset for point number four. Point number five is conscious networking. Conscious networking. So networking is... A uh, it's a dirty word, right? I think I think we've all met the guy, Mister or Mrs. Uh, networker, who's just all about themselves and how fast they can give you their their elevator pitch, how fast they can hand you a business card, and uh, and move on to the next people to schmooze. And that's not the kind of networking I'm talking about. I'm talking about building a network of peers and and friends and becoming friends who who help each other out and look out for each other. You know, you you probably remember. Someone at some point has told you it's not what you know, but who you know, and that 
that really bothered me. That rubbed me the wrong way. I was uh, I was an idealist who thought everything should be purely based on merit. It's not. What do you mean? It's not what you know. It's who. It's who you know. It should be on what you know. Like that's by definition. It, but anyways. But, but when you combine your merit with your network, it's a multiplier effect. Your network of friends. I think that's when you really become an unstoppable force. And that took me uh, a long time to learn, but it's something that you can work on each day and something that I try and work on each day. I want you to think, who, who can you interact with today that, that will help them? Who, who can you help? Like think of friends, people who you haven't spoken to in a while, people you'd like to know, people you'd like to emulate, influencers in your niche, uh, journalists, um, or just people with similar interests on Twitter, on LinkedIn. And so here, here are a few of my, my favorite easy, 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 easy networking tips. Uh, number one, send an email. This is, the, this is the easiest thing in the world to do. Um, hey, man, it's been a while. Just wanted to check in, see how everything was going. What are you working on these days? Hope all is well. Peace, Nick, whatever. You know, something really, really short like that. Uh, number two, forward help a reporter query. So helpareporter.com is a free email service to help connect journalists with sources. So if you sign up as a source, you can, you know, this is like a, it was used in the past as like an old school, like SEO tactic. Oh, I'm going to get cited and all these sources are going to link back to my site. I'm going to build these links. I'm going to rank well in Google. But as, you know, and that's important too. But it's a really cool networking tool because, you know, these guys are going to send you three emails a day and it's, it's rare that I can respond to one of these queries myself, but it's much less rare that I find somebody else that I can think of who might be a better fit. And just recently I, I forwarded an example. There was somebody had put in a, a request for, uh, related to food trucks. Like why are food trucks so popular right now? And I was like, ding, ding, ding. And so I forwarded this off to Pat Flynn because he was working on his foodtrucker.com niche site dual 3.0, whatever. I said, hey, hey, Pat, I saw this come across the, the helper reporter wires. Um, you know, thought, you know, just thought you might be interested in it or something. I was really surprised to get a response back uh, right away. Pat said, hey, thank you so much for sending this, uh, sending this along. Is there anything I can do to to help you out, to, to return the favor. Maybe tweet one of your articles or tweet one of your posts. It's like, oh my gosh, uh, sure, I'd, I'm happy to take you up on that, Mr. 97,000 <laughs> Twitter followers. And, you know, in that afternoon, he, he tweeted something out of mine. I thought that was really, really cool. Jess, you never know um, what's going to come of those because even if, even, if, even if, say that didn't happen, right? But he's now got that, email in in his inbox from me like no um and he probably got it from a dozen other people as well but no you know there was no ask it was just purely like hey i thought you might be interested in this i thought you know this is a press opportunity for food trucker you know you can do something like that uh so that's number two number three is uh, to retweet or just favor other people's content on twitter because that shows up in their notifications and if you you know, do that often enough, you kind of become like, oh, this guy's always sharing my stuff. He must be, you know, he must be worth knowing or what's, what's his deal. And then the last, or, okay, what am I on? That's one, two, three. Okay. Number four is uh, comment on, on their blogs and websites. That's an obvious one. Just, uh, and then number five would be to play connector. And, and by that, I mean, introducing people who you think should connect, who, who could help each other out. 
And I've, I think I've given this example before, but Mike Koala from selfemployedking.com is the consummate connector at we, we we met for the first time in person at New Media Expo and it just seemed like he knew he knew everybody and he was like, Oh, have you met so and so? Have you like, oh my gosh, like I'm my my introverted self is is like on overdrive here. Um and and maybe that's just over email or Twitter, but it can be in person as well. And I think in the early days of this podcast, he was probably responsible for introducing me to half a dozen of the guests, it, it seemed like it. And when he launched his book, um, which is called Connect, and it had, you know, I don't I forget the subtitle, but like a hundred and something uh, social media tips and tactics from other social media experts. You know, he had dozens of reviews within the first few hours, right? Because of this network that he could, he'd been helping out all these, you know, all these months, all these years. Hey, um, would you, would you mind dropping in a review for my new book? I'm trying to make a splash with the launch. Give, 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 ask, jab, 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 right hook, right? Really, uh, really powerful stuff. So if you, um, if you do just one or two of these things each day, you, you're going to be building your network in a non-sleazy way in, in no time. And remember, oh, remember what uh, Alexis Grant said just a few episodes ago about creating your, your target list or your influencers list on Twitter or other social media. And that way you can, uh, you can kind of use that tactic to kind of get on the radar of whoever you eventually want to, uh, want to connect with now. Now, higher on the commitment scale is, is stuff like attending meetups and conferences and events, which I have found really, really well worth it because there's just, there's no, there's no substitute for, for in-person time, face-to-face time. Um, and, and those do a good job of forcing me out of my introverted shell. And the other thing it's worth mentioning, the other thing that's accelerated my networking in the past, you know, 18 months, the past two years is, is this podcast. It gives, it gives me a powerful excuse essentially to talk to some awesome side hustlers and entrepreneurs and a lot of the time, they're kind of outside of my regular network. But each week, you know, now I've now I've introduced uh, you know to a new person. We spent half an hour on a phone on the phone together, and you know, we're, there's there's a connection there that that wasn't there before. So that's uh, a valuable thing as well. So that would be point number five: is conscious networking. And then the sixth uh, the sixth thing that I have is continuing education. And there's, there's a Henry Ford quote on continuing education. He's like, you know, only the person, I'm going to butcher this, but like only the person who, who stops learning is old or something. Like education keeps you young, essentially. Like every, every expert was once a beginner. And the only, the only advantage they have over you is they, is they already started or they started, you know, a year ago. And, and you kind of can look back at dozens of examples. Like 15 years ago, I didn't know how to make a website. 10 years ago, I didn't know how to outsource a, a project or hire a, a virtual assistant. Like six years ago, I didn't know how to set up WordPress. I probably didn't know what WordPress was. Like five years ago, I didn't know how to do uh, an email list. Two years ago, I didn't know how to publish a book on Amazon. Two years ago, I didn't know how to start a podcast. Two years ago, 18 months ago, I didn't know how to start, uh, how to sell anything on Fiverr. Like a year ago, I didn't know how to host a mastermind group, let alone a, a paid one. Um, uh, a year ago, I didn't know how to create an online course. Um, a week ago, a month ago, I didn't know how to set up a subscription billing in, in PayPal. And in the list just goes on and on. Like I give, I give those examples just to show that everything 
is learnable, right? And what's the, what's the Marie Forleo? Everything is figure outable. Everything is learnable. And in every one of these cases, I learned outside of school and outside of a traditional classroom. The cool thing is about all this stuff is the odds are someone else has done this before and can help show you the way. So what's stopping you from, from learning the skills that you want to learn? Like books are free at the library. I'm a library fiend or they're dirt cheap on Amazon. Like every, you know, what, what's, you know, five bucks in the, in the grand scheme of things and all this stuff. And online courses are, are free at Khan Academy and dozens of other places or they're dirt cheap at, at udemy.com or, or elsewhere. So, you know, the, the bigger issue, I think, for, for side hustlers and, and for myself included is mostly a matter of finding the time finding the time to sit down and learn the stuff. And then uh, equally important, probably more importantly, executing on what you learn. Like if you don't take action, all that knowledge soaked up in your brain doesn't bring any value to the world and it doesn't bring any value to your, to your wallet, to your bank account. So that's, and that's point number six, so just continuing education to invest the time and, uh, and the money necessary to, to get the skills that you need to move your business forward. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm grateful that you chose to spend part of your day with me and your earbuds. And I'm putting that in my, in my OMG. If you have any high performing entrepreneurial habits that have made an impact on your side hustle success, please be sure to share them in the comments at sidehustlenation.com slash 82. Have an awesome Thanksgiving holiday. Until next time, go out there and make something happen. And I'll see you next week in episode 83. It's going to be a fun one. My guests and I are doing some live personal brand audits for three lucky audience volunteers. We'll see you then and hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com.